Welcome to this week's Future Toolbox podcast. We explore the Z to A of life skills, where each letter stands for a topic and essential tool to help you get ahead in life. Meet Jules and Mark, creators of the multi-award winning Future Toolbox, and enjoy their straightforward approach to creating growth mindsets that help people turn their dreams into realities. Whether you're a teen in education, a parent, a teacher, or part of a community group, start creating positive habits from today. Welcome to this week's ZA podcast with me, Jules and Mark from the multi-award winning Future Toolbox. Hello. Hello. Now, this is where we pick a letter from the alphabet and a topic and discuss how you can use our tools and tips to improve your own personal development and life. So over to you, Mark, to enlighten us on this week's letter. So this week's letter is going to fit into our new theme for November and it is B for bite sized chunks. Now, November's a really busy month because we have Stress Awareness Day. We also have November, which is linking to Men's Mental Health Month. And uh, we're going to be focusing on self-care and why it's so important to everyone, not just men, but it's irrespective of gender, age and background. So what is Movember? Yeah, so Movember, that's where guys grow moustaches to raise awareness of mental health and I think their website says something about mo bros and mo sisters so that obviously is all inclusive all round. How does that work for people like you that have already got a beard or a moustache? Do you have to shave it off? (laughs) I think you do. I think the rules are that you actually have to start clean shaven on day one of November. Right. So yeah I'd have to shave mine off totally. But I've seen some friends who have had some really crazy ones over the years where they ended up being so long, they've curled them into little curly tashes. And, oh, I think yeah. they look amazing if somebody's done that. Yeah, I've seen so... some terrible ones as well. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what it's all about, isn't it? November is quite a busy sort of month. Last week was stress awareness. So, yeah, that's why we chose the topic to look at self-care and being able to look after yourself and chose for this week particularly to look at why you should break things down into bite-sized chunks and what the benefits of doing that are. Yeah, we've done a lot of work over the years in schools, as many of our listeners know. We work with teenagers and one of our programmes is Smarten Your Study. So it looks at ways to make revision and study easy and fun. Now, one thing that we always find, the teenage mentality is, I don't particularly like studying, so I won't do it. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, here are my exams. Well, I better start revising now. And some of them leave it till the last minute. That can bring in a massive amount of stress by thinking, right, now I've got to revise two years topics in the last two or three weeks leading up to my exams. And one thing we always put in there is break it down into bite-sized chunks. So if you were to study for, say, 20 minutes a day, it'd be a lot easier doing 20 minutes a day studying than trying to do two years in three days or three weeks or something. You haven't got time, have you? I was going to say two years study in three days. That's impossible, surely. (laughs) So that's where we create the mindset of studying little and often. So let's say you need to revise for an hour a day. Trying to do an hour all in one go and concentrate for that time is quite long as well. So we'd say do, say, 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes at lunchtime, 20 minutes in the evening. And then that's breaking it down into manageable bite-sized chunks. And you don't have to sit there three weeks before the exams and think, how am I going to fit this two years study in? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, by taking bite-sized steps, you allow yourself to focus and it helps you find that clarity within your study or whatever it is that you're trying to achieve. And also, we always say to celebrate your progress along the way. That's the great thing of it. But you could say it's a little bit like climbing a mountain. You don't just jump to the summit. You take it one step 
at a time and each step brings you closer to your goal. I love that analogy of a mountain because, again, we've talked in loads and loads of podcasts before about people expecting instant success and seeing what they see on the media or social media and so on, where somebody just seems to amazingly magic this talent up that they did no work for. And we know that doesn't exist. (laughs) It doesn't happen, does it? You actually have a really great saying about bite-sized chunks, don't you? Do you want to share that with everybody? Yeah, I heard it quite a few years ago and many people have probably heard it, but it's like, how do you eat an elephant? You break it down into bite-sized chunks. Yay! (laughs) Now, we always caveat that with saying we don't like eating elephants because they're wonderful beautiful endangered species but you sort of get the idea it's the same as a meal we had a delicious pizza last night we didn't eat the pizza all in one go you tried your best tried my best i (laughs) ate all the pizza but i ate it in bite-sized chunks and it probably took about half an hour to eat the whole pizza that was a record wasn't it (laughs) it was very good but i have another saying that i found and i really quite like this and it's got nothing to do with elephants but there is an animal involved it's around about putting off those horrible tasks so a little bit of procrastination you know you've got something to do but you put it off and then you don't know where to start the strategy we're saying is to focus on one area at a time and work your way through those things that you need to do and there's a book which refers to the famous saying by Mark Twain and he says if it's your job to eat a frog it's best to do it first thing in the morning and if it's your job to eat two frogs it's best to eat the biggest one first. We're not encouraging everybody to eat frogs but what he's saying is start by identifying these frogs in the morning, things that you don't want to do, and maybe take the worst one, or if you've got two things that are the same or similar, take the biggest one, do them first and get them out of the way. I like that. That's really cool. Yeah, let's not eat any frogs, but that's a great analogy of how to get the rubbish stuff out of the way. So if you go back to revision, it might be looking at the subject that you struggle with most and getting that one out of the way first. That's a good tip. Yeah. yeah. It's a little bit about getting a bit of balance in your life, isn't it? You know, it often feels like you're juggling. Whether you are a teenager at school and you're trying to juggle all of your studying and your revision and, and everything else, it could be work where you're trying to make sure that you get everything you need to do at work and then juggling your family and any sort of personal commitments. Being able to find some balance is crucial for managing stress, which is going to help you stay mentally and physically healthy. Yeah, because if you leave everything to the last minute or you have too much stuff to do, then obviously that's going to bring the stress on, bring on the anxiety. That's going to lead to poor mental health, which then spirals into more long-term effects, doesn't it? Yeah. So staying with the idea and the concept of self-care, something else that I've noticed for this month is for November, the first two letters spelt the word no. Learning how to say no to things is going to help your mental health because we are too good at saying, "Okay, yeah, I'll do that. And then before you know it, your to do list, everything else is massive. And again, you don't know where to start. How do we learn to say no? No way. I never knew that. You didn't know that November started with N-O. No. (laughs) How ironic that is. I know. And I found a website and I can't remember who it was, but what they had done for every single day in November, they'd written a list of what they were going to say no to that day. That's really cool. I'd heard the phrase of no to November, but never actually made that link. Wow, that's incredible. 
I used to be a yes man. I used to love just to say yes, just to please people. And then one day I learned that actually I wasn't pleasing people because I was saying yes to them. And then they were becoming reliant on, yeah, we'll just give it to Mark because he says yes to everything anyway. But then when I started saying no, it was really hard. So somebody would say, oh, could you do this for me at work, for instance? And the first time I actually said, you know what? I don't think I'm going to be able to fit that into my day. The person went, oh, that's okay. I'll go and ask so-and-so. And you realise that most of the time you don't actually offend somebody by being completely honest with them. Whereas if you had actually said yes to it, you probably would have ended up diluting the effort that you're going to put into it because you know you've got to get it done. You've got to get it out of the way and you end up doing perhaps two substandard jobs instead of one job really, really well. You need to make sure that work does not consume you. And at the same time, make sure that your social battery hasn't been run down either. So I'm going to give you some easy tips on how to say no for the next time if you need to take time for yourself. Yeah, learning to say no comes with understanding your work and your life balance. So there's certain phrases that you can use, like you were just saying. You can always say, let me check my schedule and I'll come back to you because you might feel a bit guilty by saying no straight away. Or you can say, can I have some time to think about that and come back to you? That's really good, actually, because it is simple and it also lowers the expectation of that person who's thinking, right, that's it. Mark's doing this or Jules is doing this. <laughs> I know you used to get really, really put on at work because you were really good at stuff. So people would always ask you and you had to say no quite a lot as well. Yeah. You can also offer an alternative and say something along the lines, I can't do it this week, but possibly I can find some time for next month. So again, that buys you the time for them to think, oh, actually, they're really busy. Could I wait until next month? Possibly not. So then they can go and find somebody else to do it. So it's saying no without seriously saying no. You could even be a bit more blunt and say, I can't do this this week. How about you ask John to do it instead? <laughs> yeah, pass the buck. <laughs> pass the buck on to somebody else. There you go. Tip number whatever it is in today's. <laughs> pass the buck. Yeah, but that is actually a, a good tip as well, because you might find that John is actually just as capable of doing it as you. And you know that John has a little bit more time than you or he would might even do a better job than you. Okay, so let's have a little look at things that you can start to think about saying no to and maybe put a plan in place to do this. So, for example, let's look at our health. What should we start to say no to, do you think? Yes, a good friend of mine has started saying no to cakes, biscuits and chocolate. Yes, that's a really good Very difficult, that one, Mm. especially for me with the chocolate. But it is sometimes about saying, yeah, I'm not going to eat fast food or I'm going to cut down on my salt intake. For me, particularly because I've had a slightly bad back just recently, I'm going to say no to poor posture. And as I said that, seriously, folks, I straightened up my spine because I realised I'd started slouching again. And I'm not sure that that's what's caused this slight irritation in my back. But poor posture is not good for you. So I'm going to say no to it. Yeah. Not just for November but for all time. That's the thing, because you create a habit by doing it for a month. You can create a habit for 30 days, then the chances are you can stick with that habit for longer. So let's pick another no topic. What about mental health and productivity? Mm. Do you know, I've thought about this and I started doing it yesterday. I'm going to continue doing it is I'm going to turn off my notifications on my phone so that I don't have them interrupting my life consistently my phone going and you have a little look so I'm going to say no to notifications (laughs) 
Yep, spot on, because we do waste a lot of time on our phones and obviously very guilty of that myself. Another one I've thought of as well is saying no to FOMO. (laughs) (laughs) No to FOMO. No No FOMO. (laughs) Say no to FOMO. Since we've moved here to Lanzarote, we find that there's amazing social life. There's Mm. always something going on here. And sometimes it's really, really hard to not want to do something quite exciting because then you suddenly find that you're full on trying to fit in your life, busy schedule and doing social events. Our business can suffer. So I've had to sometimes sit back and think, right, okay, that is happening three times a week. I'm going to do it once a week. And then the other two times I'm going to accept that I'm going to have to have a little bit of the FOMO. But if I say no to FOMO, then I'm going to start accepting that I can only do so much social stuff as well. So it does work both ways because you could end up then putting stress on yourself, like the procrastination with a study. We used that example in revision earlier as well. Another one that I would like to bring back in is saying no to negative self-talk. We've spoken about this a lot of times, but one of the things that I would like to encourage everybody to do is when you recognise that you're talking to yourself with that negative language, say no to it and change it into that positive because that will help your mental health and certainly your self-care. So no to negative self-talk. We could list off hundreds of examples of things to say no to. I'm going to pick one more. So say no to ignoring your problems. Again, a lot of people just bury their head in the sand and think, yeah, okay, if I don't do that, I don't deal with that now, then it's going to go away. And sometimes a problem doesn't go away. So it's sometimes facing it head on and going straight into it and dealing with it straight away. So what's yours? Have you got one more? I would like to say no to perfectionism because the world seems to be obsessed with everything being perfect. And as we've said before, there is no such thing as absolutely perfect. So I'd like to say no to looking for that perfect picture, that perfect outfit, that perfect lifestyle. So there's some great ideas for you. But what would be absolutely amazing is if you, our wonderful listeners, could let us know what it is that you're going to say no to, not just this month, but to continue to do so, or even just things that you wish that you could say no to, because even just starting that dialogue with yourself will help you. So yeah, no, November. (laughs) I can't believe it took me that long to work that out. (laughs) I guess the theme of today is breaking things down into bite-sized chunks. And if you take those words no from November, that's breaking the word down into bite-sized chunks. Oh, just saying the first bit. Brilliant. <laughs> Let's go back to this theme of applying these principles into daily life. By creating a small habit and saying no to one small thing is going to lead to a bigger habit. So therefore, that's breaking it down into a bite-sized chunk. I'm going to stop doing that for this month. Therefore, I can stop doing that forever if it's something that is a bad habit in my life. What might be a good idea is writing down what you have said no to and how that's made you feel, because that will help you to create those habits and continue to do the thing that you want to say no to or breaking things down to the bite-sized chunks. Yeah, talking of journaling, that leads me to books. Now, many of our listeners will know that we're published authors. And when we wrote the book, Don't Get Your Neck Tattooed, Mm -hmm. again, we're going to let you into a secret. We didn't write that book in a week. It actually took around about two years from writing the first part to actually having the book in our hand. It might have even been slightly longer. I think it was. It was, wasn't it? Now, we had a lot of procrastinations in between there. We had a lot of times where we got distracted by other things. And there was times where it didn't quite fit together. So we had to make a lot of changes. But the whole point is we broke that book down into bite-sized chunks. 
we went through various stages of writing that book, editing it, putting it together, and then became consistent in writing and editing every single day. We did. And a while later, we came up with the idea of writing the book about our journey with the brain injury. Although I had an idea of where to start that book, you came up with the idea of going back over our diaries, which thankfully you had managed to keep because you are a little bit of a hoarder. (laughs) But what that enabled us to do was to go back and break our journey over that period of time into bite-sized chunks. So we were able to actually write that book a lot quicker than we would have done had you not been able to organise us in that way. Yeah, the research was all there. It actually took us 36 days. Mm. But again, we didn't write the book all in one go. We broke it down into bite-sized chunks and wrote a few hundred to a few thousand words a day. And it became a lot easier to create that habit and then publish a book. Just remember that whatever it is that you're trying to achieve, that that progress isn't what we call linear. There's going to be many ups and downs, many highs and lows along the way. So your path isn't going to be straight. It's going to be a little bit squiggly. But progress is progress, no matter how big or how small. But the most important thing, guys, is what it is that you're trying to achieve, whether it's you're studying for your exams or whatever, is to keep moving forward. And remember, good things take time. So, yeah, keep going. Yeah, you've got two choices. You either do something or you do nothing. And the first one is the one that's going to lead you in the right direction. Well, there is that other fantastic saying, Rome wasn't built in a day, but neither should your dreams. You need to embrace the power of these small steps and your bite-sized chunks. And you will actually be amazed at what you can achieve. So, yeah, go on and conquer the world one bite-sized chunk at a time excellent i love that so your first little step on this bite-sized chunk journey is to head over to our website futuretoolbox.co.uk there's loads and loads of tips and tools on there you can also follow us on social media the home of the bite-sized chunk tips you can see us on facebook instagram and tiktok tiktok we're also on youtube And you can find us on LinkedIn because we are. We are everywhere. (laughs) So we look forward to catching you all next week. Have a wonderful week and see you soon. Bye for now. Thank you for joining us for the Z2A of Life Skills with Jules and Mark of the Future Toolbox. Don't forget to head over to their website, which is futuretoolbox.co.uk, where you can find lots of free resources, plus a host of books in the store, as well as subscribing to the membership site. Follow Future Toolbox Instagram, TikTok and Facebook at Future Toolbox and subscribe to their YouTube channel too.